0: This is the Open Forum Podcast. Welcome to another special episode of the Open Forum Podcast. If you either follow myself or at OpenPhysEd on Twitter, you'll see that the eastern half of the Open National Training Team all attended the Health and Physical Activity Institute at James Madison University this year. What an amazing experience. In my time there, I wanted to test out the new portable recording rig that I set up for when Mike and I are able to attend these amazing professional development opportunities and in my time there I got two interviews the first one was a group of the conference ambassadors so some young professionals that were there to um, lend a helping hand take pictures of all the sessions I'm gonna let them go into that uh, in a little bit but I wanted to get them on the show because they provide a unique perspective on the profession. I would say their team were the hardest working folks that were at that conference for those three days and they did a really fantastic job. A second guest was Brian McPherson. He is a teacher in Loudoun County, which is in Northern Virginia. And he previously taught in Las Vegas and Mexico City. And we talk a little bit about that, but really, really cool guy to talk to. He presented at the conference about his uh, structured recess and also about his work in developing active classrooms. So without further ado, my two interviews from James Madison University at the Health and Physical Activity Institute. I am at JMU, James Madison University, at the Health and Physical Activity Institute. Um, An amazing conference so far. We are at the end of uh, the first full day. We are at uh, Monday afternoon. Yesterday, Sunday, was the free open training, which was pretty exciting as a brand new open national trainer like myself. Uh, It was a pretty great opportunity to hone some skills, get some folks some extra professional development, which was a really, really exciting day. I am joined by one, two, three, four, five folks that are actually budding professionals entering the education field as first-year teachers. I'm going to let them introduce themselves, mainly because... I don't really know much about them, and which is a re- really unique perspective to have on the Open Forum podcast, because we're usually surrounded by seasoned professionals and folks with, like, amazing perspective, but I wanted to feature a little bit of a different perspective based on the greenness of the folks in front of me, which is pretty pretty outstanding, so uh, we'll start with Glenna.
1: Hello, uh, my name is Glenna Strauss. I'm originally from Culpeper, Virginia, which is just about our... Um, east of Harrisonburg, where we're at now, and I will be going to Stone Spring Elementary, which is here in Harrisonburg.
2: Hey guys, my name is Kira Finnerty, and I am from Fairfax, Virginia. I will be in my first year of teaching at Langley High School. Go Saxons.
3: (laughs) My name is Caitlin Bodine. I am from Scottsville, Virginia, which is just over the mountain from JMU, and I will be a first year teacher at Walton Middle School in Almoral County.
4: Hey everyone, I'm Heather Hanks. I'm from King George, Virginia, and I'm going into my first year teaching at King George High School in King George, Virginia.
5: <laughs> my name is Jared Seitz. I'm also from Culpeper County, uh, Virginia, and I will be starting my first year as an adapted teacher in Loudoun County.
0: Just gonna start out really simple. How are you or what have you seen or how do you feel about being at a conference um, of this magnitude? I know this is a huge Virginia Ed experience, which is really, really great. So just want to get your thoughts on actually being here, being at the show, so anybody can jump in.
4: Well, it's actually Glenna, Caitlin and I's second year being an ambassador for HPAI, and it's an amazing experience, and the environment and all the energy from seasoned professionals just is contagious and gets us excited about going into the profession. specifically today one of the coolest things that i found that i'm planning on taking into my teaching experiences at king george high school is this activity called throwbacks basically you have a set of exercises and you put your students into teams and they work together with their teams to get that number of exercises down and they see which team can complete the workout the fastest
0: now you had mentioned that you are an ambassador Mm -hmm. so what is what does that mean
4: well basically we are making the experience at the institute for attendees more fun and easy for them to slide into being welcome welcoming smiling face every morning
1: choosing our attitude Um, yeah we're here just to kind of like lend a helping hand especially with presenters Um, One, there's some first-time presenters here, so they can be nervous, frantic, you know, they want everything to be perfect, so we're here to lend a hand to make sure they have everything that they need, make sure their internet's working, um, making sure their projector's working. So, in addition to everything Heather just said, but really all the behind the
3: scenes stuff as well.
0: Very cool. Sorry, I'm like a goldfish, so let's get back to the opening question. Um, Anything you've seen? How does it feel?
3: So like Heather said, this is also my second time being an ambassador. I think it's just a really great opportunity to kind of see it from both sides of the picture. Last year we were coming into it and none of us had jobs. None of us were really thinking about anything except for, oh my gosh, we're going into this field and we needed to find a job because that's what you do after you graduate um, versus this year. Um, we all have jobs locked down and we can kind of look at it from an open perspective i know that i personally have been using the networking aspect from a completely different side in the sense of looking for people to collaborate with you know looking for people to find more resources from um meeting people from open and saying hey like do you guys have anything new coming up kind of looking for things to be coming up that are fresh and be able to apply them into the classroom and into my planning before i even get in the classroom or maybe be able to take them to my Uh, Teacher that I'm going to be working with now and saying hey, I saw this at the conference like can we try it out? Um, Another benefit is there's so many people from this conference in the area um, that I'll be working with as well as the areas that everyone else will be working with so we get to meet other teachers that are going to be in the areas that we will be around and you know diving into and it's really nice to be able to see some friendly faces and be able to go into the to the counties or cities that we're working in and have to the opportunity to be like, oh, I already know you, and have some comfortability there.
1: Yeah, just to add on that onto that. I know we haven't even started yet, but I'm already starting to feel like you know overwhelmed. But being here, I know that I'm going into elementary, so this conference has also given us an opportunity to almost prepare. So yes, I'm going to be in an elementary school. So during my free time, I'm trying to go to as many elementary sessions um, as I can to get you know. Um, any kind of ideas to help me out in that first year.
2: And kind of bouncing off Glenna's idea on that, um, me being a first time ambassador, same with Jarrett, I think it's pretty cool, um, not only with the energy, but the fact that the institute provides such a broad spectrum of um, sessions to go to ranging from elementary, middle, and high school. So kind of based off what jobs we have, we can kind of pick to see, okay, this is a session that I'm interested in, even kind of get some ideas from um, other people. So I think that's awesome.
0: Very cool. So, did any of you have any knowledge or familiarity with Open uh, open Phys Ed before
5: today? And I did, and during grads year, I went to do research topics, and mine was the comparison of online physical education versus the traditional in-classroom PE. So, what I did is that I designed an online PE classroom to see if you could actually you know, incorporate it and see if you can still reach it. And so, I actually got all my resources. That's how I found it about Open, got all my resources about the unit. I think it was just like a badminton unit, but I just find it and I could then use those. They had all the materials I needed so I could uh, structure my online uh, template that I brought to the class. Very cool. I used
4: some of the secondary resources during my student teaching, specifically for a soccer unit. Um, I found some really cool cue cards so I sh- gave them access over Google Classroom to those cue cards, and they, I also used some of the cues on those cards as assessment points for my, my unit. Um, and it was just cool having it posted up so they're, when they're doing a pass, they know exactly what cues they should be presenting. And I also got a few instant activities from OPEN as well.
0: Now, when I was an undergrad, I wish that I would have had uh, a resource like Open to help me out to to have like a, a concrete set of things that I could reference as a pre-professional and in, in my studies and going out into the world as a professional. How do you feel having resources and um, professionals around you, even today, other professionals from your state, it doesn't even have to be uh, any of the Open folks, how does that make you feel going into the profession of PE? Knowing that you have a whole bunch of folks rowing in the same direction with you.
1: I mean, it's been great. We were given the opportunity to introduce ourselves at the opening session here at uh, HPAI. I
0: thought that was really cool, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. And
1: I just mentioned, you know, hey, I'm staying in Harrisonburg, I'm working at Stone Spring Elementary. I, you know, I exited the room, and then I had someone come up to me who is working in a school uh, in the district. Um, and just introduced himself to me and basically offered any assistance that I would need. But then also, he was like, um, You know, I'm transitioning to an elementary school and I know you have, um, you know, fresh knowledge that I would love to bounce ideas off of. So, you know, he was actually, he wanted to use my resources as help too. And that was, you know, that kind of felt nice coming out of, you know, just coming out of school. So just knowing that you have those individuals that are here and are excited to work with you kind of to amp you up even more to get started it also
4: gave me a chance to actually meet the people that i'm working with like That's probably I, the more
0: important part yeah right? so starting I, that networking a little earlier
4: yeah so i know i have this job but i have no idea like who the other teachers are but i get to meet the other female teacher that i'm going to be sharing an office with this week and we've been talking chatting already brainstorming ideas about how we can collaborate when we start working
0: you're a first-year teacher I'm going into my 12th year teaching. I'm changing schools this year. I have not met the other two teachers that I'm teaching with next year. So you as a first year teacher, having an opportunity like this, are already ahead of the game. Now I have my experience to fall back on, which I'll be fine, but you as a young professional going into your first year already have that support system. You already have that heads up going in because you're able to come to an experience like this
4: which is definitely makes it a little less overwhelming because now I'm not going in completely Mm blind I have an idea of what the work environment's going to be like and I'm just more confident I think now
0: so now jumping away from open a little bit this afternoon you had your first glimpse of the teacher of the year team right you had folks like Matthew Bassett and Jody Duff and Sarah G.H. and If for anyone who was able to get into any of those sessions today, you know, you got to see a a national teacher of the year. Uh, What were some things that you picked up? What were some thoughts you had to be able to see, you know, what a teacher of the year does in their gym, in their space?
1: Yeah, I went to I think Billy Matthew Bassett. Is that how you pronounce that? And he did a dribbling base session, and it was centered around elementary students. And he really took it back to the basics, um, which was pretty refreshing, as well as incorporated technology. So, technology is something, I'm not team technology, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not, (laughs) I'm not ready to get there. And you know what,
0: there are a solid group of folks, young and old, that are just like, "It's, Um, it's cool, pen and paper, like I'm fine.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I'm slowly starting to get there, but my point is, he was doing the most basic skills those basic activities and incorporating, like I said, that technology, specifically QR codes, in a way that was seamless, um, and especially with the video analysis, which we've actually done in our studies, um, and there's so many benefits to video analysis. One, you know, students are able to see the skill on themselves, they're able to do self-correcting um, feedback on themselves, as well as it provides, you know, that sense of motivation. So there's lots of things going on there. But just going back to what I was saying earlier, just it was cool just to see that those basic skills paired with something like technology. You know?
0: Now for somebody who is a little bit more technology savvy, did anyone get to see Erica Muntz's strength training and technology session?
4: Kira and I attended that awesome. one today, yeah. actually. You want to talk a little bit about it, Kira?
2: Yeah, so I think um, just the fact that she, the way she kind of carried herself, she was really knowledgeable on strength training in general. And the fact that she could kind of hone in on individuals within the high school setting to be able to kind of maximize their strength from all levels. So not just those individuals who were, you know, extremely strong or athletic, but those who maybe didn't get as high of um, a max or, you know, still need to develop their strength, she still made them feel good. So I think being, you know, National Teacher of the Year, that definitely kind of hones in on the fact of, she can um, make that happen so every child feels included and can be successful
4: one comment that she made was her school recently became a one-to-one school Mm -hmm. and other subject areas didn't think that this kind of technology chromebooks had a place in physical education but she was able to kind of prove them wrong by using it for like weight room sheets so students can track their um workouts and
3: is really efficient the other thing that i really like about going and seeing teachers of the year um, they bring awesome materials every time that I've seen them present. But the really cool thing for me is they are Teacher of the Year. They've already proven that they're awesome and fantastic, but they'll be in the middle of a session and someone will go up and ask them a question, and they are not afraid to be like, holy crap, I've never thought of this. Like, this is an awesome idea, or kind of opening it up to the crowd and getting our perspective on things. And it doesn't matter if you're a veteran teacher, a first-year teacher, or an ambassador here as a student. they're going to take your ideas and they're going to roll with it in their sessions and kind of dabble with it and it's really cool to see that and it kind of gives you that boost of motivation to be like okay if they're a teacher of the year and I'm like they're taking an idea from me or they're taking an idea from that person like I shouldn't be afraid to speak up and it kind of opens up the the realm of creativity for everyone and and the other aspect is the open team you know they have so many former teacher of the years and it's really awesome to be able to collaborate with them and kind of talk with them throughout the time because they do closely uh, network with us as ambassadors they're coming up to us asking questions I mean they have a ton of presentations throughout the time here so we get to work with them closely and you know being able to mingle with them is really awesome and bold and bowl, yes. That's big bowling. <laughs> can't go wrong can't with that. <laughs> Got to get those hips open. That's it. Get Bob out of
0: the way. <laughs> get Bob out yeah. of the way. That was my piece of feedback. <laughs> oh, no, that was, uh, Brandon, that Herwick. was Brandon, Brandon Herwick. Brandon Herwick feedback. had to get Bob out of the way. Um, Bob is your butt, by
3: the way. Just yeah, just your bottom. Oh, Bob oh. is, oh. Your, oh. Bob oh, is yeah. your butt. Bob yeah. your is your bottom. No. Old
0: oh. Open oh. your hips, get your bottom. Bob is Bob, big old butt. Oh, there.
3: Bob, big old butt. Leave
0: room for that backswing. Yep. So in closing, I want to get your perspective on help, right? Because everyone needs help. Veteran teachers need help. Middle-of-the-road teachers need help. New teachers need help. What is one thing or one way that a teacher that has been teaching for a while can help a first-year teacher such as yourselves?
3: So during my student teaching placement a couple of times, I was able to, you know, <laughs> I guess take a risk in a sense. Like I would talk with my cooperating teacher about something and they would just say, you know, what, it doesn't hurt to try it. And I think going in as a first year teacher, you still need to have that mindset. So having that fostered by my student teaching placement was awesome. But if you didn't have that during your student teaching placement and you're going into a first year teaching Uh, aspect, I think it's really important to just be like, you know, it's okay to fail. It's okay to go out and try something with your kids. And if it doesn't work, you know, either scrap it or try and build from it. Um, And I think that's just something that is so crucial because we do come out of grad school or school in general. And there's this, um, I guess, expectation coming out of school where it's like, it has to be perfect. You know, you have to get that A, but we're not in an A environment anymore. We're trying to sculpt our lessons to our kids and not every lesson is going to go the same with your classes so if you're okay with the concept I guess not okay but you're more comfortable with the concept of just because I fail once doesn't mean it has to fail again is a really important thing for veteran teachers to kind of help you learn that mindset if you're not coming into it already with it
0: I think uh, Matthew Bassett said it today, I, I hope I get it right but um, not afraid to fail, frequent attempts in learning yeah. so I thought it was pretty cool critical
5: for me <clears throat> I like to see the re- the resources here help me a lot especially Jody's 10 minute tidbit she said that she cranked four hours into 40 minutes yeah. basically um, see how creative I have to be or how creative you might have to be and like out I might have to reach out of my PE domain and reach out to other teachers because she said that she made like a con like basically she worked out with the um, like the woodworking teacher at the school and then that's how she started getting all her stuff made because I realized that going into like an adapted field for the first year, I'm not gonna be at one school, I'm gonna be at five different schools. So I'm not gonna have to think of what materials do I have at one school, but what materials and things I'm gonna have at all five schools and see how am I gonna make that work for the different types of kids I'm gonna be working with. And I'm gonna have to be creative. And so seeing um, a lot of options and a lot of uh, examples of, I just made this with pipe and a leaf blower and <laughs> this is how I are do all this. And seeing how, uh, my favorite was the parachute and how she can just like tape it onto an item and then make it a, a roll back. So kids, she said she had like 15 kids throwing up one item, throwing at the parachute taped on the wall and they would just roll right back to them. Something as simple as that because almost every single school has a parachute or something like And at the very end she would, in her presentation, she went through all these items that almost every PE county usually has. And then all these different ways of how she would use them. And, like how you would use a playground ball to do balance and not just to kick, or how to use bean bags for so sure and so, or how to use a jump rope for bowling—some things that you never really think about—and then videos of her doing it, so I can like, so I can like, I guess in the future years think about like, oh, she said she did this. Not yeah, not only visualize it, but actually see it working. I kids. can see it, yeah. like, oh, that's how she had it. That I was doing this. And okay, so like I can then look at it as a great resource, and so having that here was really nice.
0: Yeah, it's a cool part. It's a cool way to see that in action. Like uh, Chris Walker did a spike ball slash round net session earlier today, and I had never seen, and I had a full unit with my ninth and 10th graders last year, or this past year with spike ball, and I never thought of unfolding two of the legs and using the spike ball net as like a pitchback to practice spiking. Mm. Never seen that before. Blew my mind, and I've known Chris for two years now. So, um, yeah.
1: I mean, just to add, um I've been, you know, given the opportunity to actually go to Shape twice and Vapor um, as well as this conference twice and reflecting back, I've seen a lot of the same faces. And these are individuals that have been in the field for, you know, 10, 15, 2 years all, you know, a variety of, of time, and it's really cool. It kind of it kind of puts me in a position as like, wow, like I hope I have you know, colleagues that are like this that are gonna continue their learning. They're gonna push me. So, I mean, I'm excited to work with my colleague and hopefully, you know, they give me that same respect as well as that motivation to continue my learning.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for joining me today. I know you folks are super busy with, you know, getting certificates of completion ready and helping all the presenters out and being a a super helpful presence um, at this conference. And I've, heard from a lot of folks that it's a really cool thing to have these young professionals in that uh, ambassador role to be like that forefront to be that helping hand because usually it's the other way around so yeah thanks for taking some time out of your busy day to chat with me thank and you. Um, thank you enjoy the rest of the conference I know I'm gonna make the make the best use of my time in the next uh, in the next world well, rest of today and full day tomorrow and uh, a lot of a lot of cool stuff to see. So, yes. thanks, Go for, <laughs> <Go Dukes.
5: laughs> thanks
0: for being on the show. Right, Thank you. Uh, we are back with the Open Forum podcast at JMU at the Health and Physical Activity Institute. Right now,
6: I'm joined by
0: Brian McPherson of Loudoun County Schools. Tell us a little bit about yourself,
6: Brian. Ah, uh, well, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, my name is Brian McPherson. I teach in Loudoun County in Northern Virginia. Uh, originally from Maine and just getting ready to enter my 23rd year of teaching, uh, elementary physical education, and taught in Mexico City for two years, Las Vegas for a few years, and then finally made my way to Northern Virginia. How does a teacher who starts out in the States get gets a chance to teach in Me- Mexico City? <laughs> Great question, because in 1996 <laughs> when I graduated college, there were no jobs, so. Okay. And uh, uh, another student from my university had was teaching there he was leaving did a great job so they came back and recruited at the college and also had a buddy that was involved in the same thing in Brazil so it just seemed like the right thing to do and it was an amazing experience
0: that's cool Uh, so you presented a whole bunch so far uh, today one on uh, the recess revolution upon us and another on uh, active classrooms I know that something open is developing and working on getting getting folks in classrooms active. Can you speak a little bit to your approach for an active classroom?
6: Yeah, I, like two, two approaches for active classroom. First approach, obviously, is what most people consider active classroom is the brain boost where most teachers go to go noodle or just dance, which is a great resource for teachers, but my approach was how can I integrate what they're already teaching into the active mm-hmm. classroom? So not just standing up and doing jumping jacks, but can they take math and get the kids moving while working on math skills or literacy skills? And we also did an activity where it was they're still doing their content from the classroom, but they moved it outside so they could run do oh cool, run more. So is just marrying the two things together. And as you know, all the science out there says, the more they move, the better the behave they are, mm-hmm. and the better they learn.
0: Now there's been, actually on Facebook, there's been a lot of articles recently shared about... Play and the importance, and, it, and it's all—it's all good press for what we as physical edu- educators are trying to do with building out after-school programs and building out um, positive feelings and values around physical activity, but largely around recess, right? Um, and how not only regular play amongst the kids during recess time, but also facilitated play, sure, and all of the positive outcomes that come from that. Talk a little bit about what you are trying to structure and what your program looks like around recess.
6: Um, So we did a session on recess as well. My teaching partner, Amy Riggio, Tiffany Schott and Ron Malm from Focus Fitness. And our approach was kind of arming the teachers with resources they need to have a successful recess where you know, reduce injury, but uh, increase cooperation. And basically our approach was we took activities we were doing in physical education class, and design it so the teacher could just take it out and carry it on outside. So it's unstructured in the essence where the teacher isn't actually leading it, mm-hmm. but the kids have already learned it. And now the equipment's provided for them outside. And also providing teachers with like recess packs just so they can go out and there's more opportunities for kids to... To play and stay fit. So going through and facilitating the activities with the
0: students beforehand. Correct. So that way it's just plug and play for those teachers Absolutely. when they go outside. Absolutely. Um, I actually I taught on the Upper West Side for a number of years teaching K-4 and the classroom teachers were largely responsible for facilitating recess. Now anytime I would go out there in the beginning of the year it was a lot of you know beehive supervision. Yeah. <laughs> so those teachers and and nothing against them cuz they were working really really hard uh, during the day but then got that chance to for recess to go outside sure and it looked like as much recess for them as it was for the kiddos sure. so can you speak to a little bit about getting getting teachers away yeah, from yeah. that socialization and really interacting with you Well, know, I think part of
6: it is just getting them to you know creating a buy-in for them mm-hmm. without having them feel like they've got to go do all the work to get it going you know we do a lot of the work on our end in the in the gym and as you as we said before it carries out into um, the playground and a lot of it is you got to educate the teachers yep. and it's not that they don't want to be involved in this but they're, they're just maxed out in their classrooms and they're, they're looking for whatever break they can have we know it right um, and I think our teachers they're, they're grateful that we provide that for them and it, maybe they're on top of it every time but you know one step at a time and then the more used that they get to what's being facilitated and what needs to happen. And if we can make it easier on them, not just out of recess, but the payback that they get in the classroom with better behavior, it's a win-win. Now, how many years have you been here at the health and physical Education? this Institute? is uh, my fourth or fifth year at JMU. Yeah. And unfortunately, I wish I had done it for the last 15 <laughs> years. And for one reason or another, I just didn't make my way down here. So, uh, and the, the story for me with JMU is I knew it was here, but, you know, my own kids at home, hard to get away. My wife isn't a teacher, so mm. I'm Mr. Mom this summer. <laughs> uh, and I'm right like, there with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's never easy to step, step aside. Um, but what ended up driving me here is one year I got nominated for the Vayford Teacher of the Year. Awesome. And one of the things on the application, I hadn't done much, was present. Um, I was presenting a lot in my, my school district, but not at Vaiford or at JMU. And so it kind of pushed me to come down here. And, and that's how I ended up. And I'll come here every year till I'm <laughs> retired. It's just such an amazing conference.
0: Now, I wish I had been coming here for the last 15 <laughs> years. Being around it for the last few days, the uh, camaraderie and the buy-in and the intensity and the willingness to learn and the willingness to just soak up everything possible amongst all these folks from Virginia is inspiring for me from New York. Um, how does it feel to you specifically being from the state of Virginia for either from a pride standpoint or from, you know, any feelings that you have around this conference being available for
6: teachers from Virginia? Um, I could go on and on about this all day. Um, <laughs> it's one thing I hear over and over because we do have a lot of presenters like open is here in large numbers here, which is amazing. Uh, but we always have like the teachers of the year come here. And we have a lot This of... is the
0: kickoff for their presenting season. Absolutely,
6: so. and we have a lot of presenters from out of state that come to this conference. And one thing we always hear that I think everyone that from Virginia that comes here is we know it's one of the best conferences because everybody here it's summer vacation. They're here <laughs> because they want to. They want to grow professionally. They want to take everything they learned here back to their classrooms, their districts, and I think that's what drives people back. Is they know, we know how awesome this conference is. And Vanessa Wiggins does an amazing job with it, and. I always look forward, like the people I don't get to see in my uh, outside of my district that are in the state, and this is where we all meet. And it's. I was telling uh, my wife, she's like, what do, you, what do you like the most about this conference? And it, it's like, people there understand me. Mm-hmm. It's hard to talk to people at home who aren't a teacher, especially not a PE teacher. They just don't understand where I come from a lot of times. So you come here, and it's just all like-minded people. And that's part of the whole pride here. And, and I think everyone feels that same way.
0: Now, what was your familiarity with Open before... This year?
6: Um, I had seen Open, I think Aaron Hart did a presentation on Open here three or four years ago when it just first got started. And I, and I did a session and I got registered there. So I was familiar with it and I was kind of cherry picking different activities mm-hmm. out of it. There wasn't as much on it as there is now. Yeah. But my favorite thing about Open uh, as a website resource is the fact that you can take things and edit it. So you can just make it your own. It's already there and you can just change this, either the standards or the wording or how it works and so I've been pr- actually pretty familiar with it pretty close to since it started I think. I, uh,
0: a great thing I think about it is and I wish I had this for my home state is that through Virginia Smart Virginia all of the open modules and activities are all paired with yeah. uh, your state your state object your state outcomes. Yeah. When you go into your planning now you've been doing this a long time you've you have all of your
6: robust plans how does
0: that how does that affect your planning process as a, as a um, veteran teacher?
6: It's, well, I, I, my approach to teaching is no matter how long you've taught, you can't teach the same thing the same way year <laughs> over year. You, yeah. You'll get bored, the kids will get bored. So, I, even though I've been teaching for over 20 years, I'm always looking to put a fresh coat of paint on the fence, mm-hmm. um, not just for me, but for the students. So, to have that resource readily available to, to compare, and you can cut, like we said, you can cut and paste out of it. It's, it's It kind of opens, pretty much become a, a go-to, and even if you're not using every activity out of it, usually a lot of it is right there.
0: Now, I had the opportunity to interview some of the ambassadors that we have here at this conference, which is, I think, a really cool program, not only for them as like budding professionals, but for us um, experienced teachers to see young professionals inspired and motivated to be at a a conference like this before they're you know even out teaching their own classes. But I asked them a similar question and I'm interested to get your perspective on it. When you come to a conference like this, what is your objective? What are you trying to accomplish both as a teacher in Virginia and also a
6: presenter? Sure you know as a teacher it's just about growing and i'm a i'm a big believer in we got to advocate for what we do and if we don't do it nobody else is so coming here and being able to take what some of the top teachers in virginia are are doing and taking it back it's almost like you become the teacher for your other teachers in your district Mm -hmm. right you take what you've learned and you bring it back and and spread the wealth but as a presenter too i feel if you've done something you have a lot of passion for it you want to share this is one of the places to do it because it's such a well-attended conference. Yeah. And I feel,
0: and now this, this is our first time at this conference as a, a group, but our big, our big idea in Open is Teachers Helping Teachers. Sure. And uh, the fact that a veteran teacher like yourself takes time out of his summer when he could be spending quality time with his kids to come out and share ideas and big concepts and programs that you're developing not only for your kids, but sure. to benefit other children outside yeah, yeah. of your reach, um, I think is is really awesome. And whoever comes through your your sessions should, you know, shake your hand and give you a big old high five. And yeah,
6: and part of here too is it's just a relationship building, and that's yeah. that's to me, we're we're sharing what we teach and what we do in our classrooms, but we're also the relationships we build with everyone here is is such a big aspect of it too, and you know one thing that I didn't mention earlier is just the how positive and, and pumped up people are when they come here mm-hmm. you just you just don't see it anywhere else so I mean that's you take that back with you too cause you just go back just pumped up like oh my god I, I talked to so and so and I got this and I got that and you just it just Might drives coming you off a hard year yeah right and, and then trying it, to recharge a little bit and it just sets you up for the next year in in the best positive way instead of end, so you end your your typical school year right You're bur- you can be burned out yeah. and this or that happened but then Three weeks later, you come here and you're fired back up,
0: ready for the next year. <laughs> ready to plan and get into Yeah, ex- uh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, Brian, I know you're super busy, you presented twice today, and came down here in this uh, little lounge area we <laughs> yeah. got here by, the, by the impromptu gallery. Kind of weird how there's no
6: people down here either. Yeah. There's many people. I know as there there's
0: a, a, a session going on down the hall on the drum, but I think it's yoga. Yeah. So they seem pretty tame. So they're probably listening
6: to us as they stretch.
0: <laughs> but uh, Brian, thank you for being on. Uh, appreciate all the things that you're trying to do and all the students you're trying to reach out and affect from uh, presenting at a conference like this. And uh, thanks for taking some time out and being on. Thanks for having me. Thanks for everything Open does. Appreciate it. Cool. Thanks. If you'd like to contact the show, you can contact us by email at openforumpod at gmail.com. You can also tweet at Mike and I directly. Mike Martinez is at PhysEdFreak, and I am at Coach Miller PE. Apparently, the open forum podcast hype has penetrated the food podcasting world. Two great friends of mine, former colleagues of mine, Mike and Mike, run the Food and Fury podcast, a great podcast about food and cooking. Gave us a huge shout-out on their show. They do a really fantastic job over there, so make sure you head to wherever you get your podcast from. Give them a follow, give us a follow, and to channel my inner Martinez... Until next time, stay active, everyone. This podcast and all of the great services provided by Open are made possible through the support of U.S. Games and BSN Sports. Every time you purchase physical education and athletic equipment through U.S. Games and BSN Sports, you are supporting a network of teachers helping teachers. Open is a public service organization. Learn more at openphysed.org.